Good morning, Westside Family Church. It is great to see you here at Lenexa, whether you're here in the North Sanctuary, the South Sanctuary, our awesome people at Speedway, and the many people that are watching online. Before we dive into this new series called Essentials, if you weren't here last week because we had some cold weather, although our online was like up by four, so that's good. Many of you still tuned in. Uh, we, uh, that's great. Uh, we are launching a very, very important 40 days of prayer and fasting. And if you missed the message, I want to encourage you to go to our webpage under, uh, under media or go to our Westside app and watch the message. We're going to send more to you. But uh, specifically, there is a card called Prayer and Fasting Card. We're inviting you to enter into the season to pray for our church, for direction for the future, and for your own life. And so there's a lot of information. Roseanne and I sat down and filled out our card for how we are going to approach this, what we're going to fast from, and uh, we're pretty excited about it. So make sure you pick up one of these cards. If you're watching online, uh, just look for the link uh, online, and you can get that card. Okay, we're going to be starting something really important today. Super, super excited but I need to have our hearts prepared. So I'm gonna ask you to pray with me, okay? Father, Jesus told us that whenever the word falls onto soil, that it needs to take root. And the only way it can take root is if the soil of our heart is tilled and soft before you. And so in this moment, we soften our heart Open our minds and our hands before you so that the word we're going to receive today might produce its good fruit in our lives. We pray this in the name of Jesus and by his authority. And all of God's people said, amen. Thirteen times, Jesus offers this invitation. Thirteen times, follow me. And if you're like me, you're saying, okay, Jesus, if I make the decision to follow you, where might we be going? And the answer to that question is that the ultimate destination of following Jesus is eternal life in a new kingdom on earth where we will have resurrected bodies that cannot get sick again, cannot die. There is going to be no more crying or shame, no more anger or bitterness, no more hatred or war. And on top of all of that, God himself will actually be with us all of the time. Yeah. As opposed to the alternative of choosing not to follow Jesus is eternal separation and eternal death. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm super interested in the eternal destination that Jesus provides. Is anybody feeling me on that? Yeah, that's the eternal destination. But here's what we know. As you are taking the journey on the eternal destination that Jesus has in store for us through the forgiveness of our sins, we have two goals. Number one, we need to tether up close to him. And number two, as we are getting to know him better, our second goal is to become more like him. As a matter of fact, this is what the scriptures said has always been God's destiny for you. We always ask that question, where's my life going? What's the end objective? Romans chapter 8 verse 29 has told us all along. Here's what it says. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. 
What does that mean? It means that before you were even born, your predestiny was to be conformed day by day to look more and more like Jesus. So as you make the daily decision to tether yourself close to Jesus, what we're looking for is increasingly for people to confuse you with Jesus. That's what we're after, right? Uh, there's a story of a, of a rural farming family who made their first trip to New York City and as a mom and a dad and their son, and they were overwhelmed with the experience, as you might suspect, and they enter into a high-rise, a skyscraper in downtown Manhattan, and the father takes off on his own, but the mother and the son are standing in front of this stainless steel door that we know as an elevator. They have no idea what it is, right? And they just stand there, and up walks this sort of short, frumpy, poor suit, balding, thick glass guy, and the door opens, and he walks into the elevator. The door opens, and then the door closes. And she has no idea where this guy disappeared to. So they just stand there in amazement, and a few minutes later, the door opens up, and out walks this tall, dark, handsome, fitted suit guy. And she turns to her son and says, Junior, go get dad. My job as one of your pastors, my job is to help you get there, to teach you what it means to follow Jesus and to uh, become more like him. As a matter of fact, that commission comes in Colossians chapter 1. Paul writes, he, referring to Jesus, is the one we proclaim. Yep, Admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. To this end, I strenuously contend with all of the energy Christ so powerfully works within me. And that is our objective. And the idea is that one day that a guy like me might have the privilege of introducing you to God and to say, hey, God, I want to I want to introduce you to Bob. I want to introduce you to Janice. They are fully mature in you. They are fully mature in you. I wish it were as easy as sticking you in an elevator, but it's not. But mark my word, it is in fact possible. It's possible if you will say yes to the journey. Now, in order to get you to your end destination, what we need to do is ask, where are you at? To determine how to get you there, we need to first determine where you're at. So back in 2018 and 2019, we did this survey called Reveal, which reveals to us where you are at and how we are doing at helping you get to that destination. Okay, And uh, there are four specific uh, places along the journey of coming close to Christ uh, that we invited you to self-identify where you were at. Some of you took the survey. Many of you probably did not. So in this moment, for this series, I'm going to ask you, as I present these four different stages, if you will, I'm going to ask you to self-identify which one of these best describes where you're currently at in your journey, okay? The first one is called exploring Jesus. 
exploring Jesus. And this is what this means. It means, I believe in God, but I am not sure about Jesus. My faith is not a significant part of my life. I mean, you're here, you're leaning in, you're exploring, but you're not quite there yet. Maybe that describes you, okay? The second one is called, the second stage, if you will, it's called growing in Jesus. And growing in Jesus means this. I believe in Jesus and I'm working on what it means to get to know him. You've crossed over from exploring into a relationship with Jesus. You're excited, but you're still exploring and have a lot to learn. Okay, maybe that describes where you are at. The next one is called close to Jesus. And this is people who say, I really feel close to Christ. Yep. And I depend on him daily for guidance. Maybe that's where you're at. The final one is called Jesus-centered. If this is you, this is what you might be saying. My relationship with Jesus is the most important relationship in my life. It guides everything that I do. Okay? So which one of those best describes where you're at? It's important. Okay? Now, where might you be against the rest of the members of the congregation? Okay? Well, we know that 4% of our folks said that they are here. Okay? So you're not alone. We know that 48% of our people said they are here. We know that 26% said they were here. And finally, on Jesus-centered, 22% said they were here. Okay? Now, the question is, where are we at as a church against all of the other churches who have taken this survey, which is thousands upon thousands, where are we at in relationship to them? Just going to do you some letters, okay? As it relates to people, the number of people exploring Jesus, uh, we are average. We have about the same percentage of people who are attending who are in this category. Here, we are above average. Uh, we have more people in this category than most churches in America. Here, we are below average, and here we are average. The question is, what does it mean? It means that we have an overabundance of people in this category who are excited about their faith and are ready to move forward, and I say that is really awesome. It's awesome. That's where we're at, and so here's the deal. It's our goal for everyone who calls West Side Home, if you're taking notes right then, wherever you are at, we want you to take your next step toward Jesus. Wherever you're at, we simply want you to take your next step. So if you're exploring, we want you to take steps to get to here. If you're growing, we want you to take your next steps to get to close to Jesus. If you're close to Jesus, we want you to take your next step to become Jesus-centered. That is our objective. And by the way, this is not only what I want for you, it's not only my commission as one of your pastors, but this is also what Jesus wants for you. It is what he died for. He has made this available to you. John chapter 10, verse 10 says, the thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy, but I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. Does anybody want life to the full? Are you sure? Then you need to tether up close to Jesus and take your next step. And here's the deal. We know how to get you there. 
You know how? Because number one, you told us where you're at. And number two, we have the word of God as a roadmap to show you how, in fact, to get to that place. Now, here's something that I have wanted to tell you for quite some time, and I'm super excited about telling you today. We took this survey back in 2018, about with the time I was just coming, and we've taken it again in 2021, all right? Now, what um, the, the, the people who put this survey together have done is they've identified what's called archetype. What are archetype for churches when they look at how the church responded, and they put it on a quadrant, and you guys know if it's a quadrant, that means up and to the right is the very best, right? Up and to the, so where was West Side? Where did you say West Side was at in 2018? We're going to put the quadrant up. Survey says we were right in the middle in an archetype called average. Yeah. You say, Randy, we don't remember you telling us this. And you were right because I couldn't figure out how to actually use these words that you are average <laughs> and that I pastor a church of average people. It doesn't work with my blood type. Anybody know what my blood type is? Be positive. So forgive me, but I forgot to tell you because I just didn't quite know how. But as we took the survey in 2021, we moved up and to the right. Survey says we moved to what's called self Motivated, self-motivated. Only 10% of churches in America ever see this rarefied air. And that's where you're at. And what does it mean? It means you are motivated to move forward in your relationship with Jesus. But you would really like for us to come alongside and help you get there. So you know what I'm going to say about that? Yay, God. Yay, God. Now, what I want to do is I want to drill down a little bit into four specific categories if I have the time, okay? The first one is beliefs, where you're at in your beliefs. Number two, where you're at in your spiritual practices, where you're at in your virtue, becoming like Jesus. And finally, if we have time, faith in action. This is what you've said, and those of you who didn't take the survey, keep seeing if this, in fact, fits where you're at. So let's dive in to beliefs. Where are you at on your beliefs, okay? We're gonna put up a chart, and you will see there's some really cool results there. As a matter of fact, in 2018, uh, we were struggling, but in 2021, your Christian beliefs have soared. So, you can see that in all the categories, we are above average against all the other churches in America, except in one category, we are average. Now, we're not below average, but we're average. And here's the deal. I don't like average. I want everything to be above average for your sake. And the category is called personal God. It is the belief that God is involved in and cares about my daily life. All right? Now, I'm not surprised that that is what you said because we have an overabundance of people in this category growing in Jesus that are still feeling relatively new in their journey. And we know that the number one, number one catalyst to move you from growing to, in Jesus to close to Jesus is getting this particular belief figured out. 
that God is involved in and cares about your daily life. And it's a real struggle for those of you who are still feeling out your faith because you run into crises, you run into circumstances, you run into pain, and you just are wondering, where is God in all of this? I don't see you, I don't feel you. I can tell you this, those people who find themselves close to Jesus and Jesus-centered do in fact see it. As a matter of fact, it is the hope that keeps them going in the midst of some of the roughest news ever to receive. These are the kind of people who find themselves quoting Psalm 121. I lift up my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. It is such a wonderful place to be, and my intent is to get you across the line so that you can see how God is involved in everything you're doing. Now, one of the things I would recommend for you is to check out our care groups, which are just now launching. And the reason why is because care groups help us uh, when we are experiencing specific kinds of crisis in our lives, like grief or divorce or financial stress or an addiction that's got us by the throat. And it's, it's so devastating to us, we wonder why God isn't intervening and where he is at. These care groups will be very specific for you. And one of the results will not only be freedom, but it'll also begin to spot and see the handiwork of God in your life. So make sure you check those out. Or if you don't need them right now, make sure you recommend them to somebody and bring them so they can experience this. So we're going to work on that. Now, let's talk about your spiritual practices for a moment. Spiritual practices. Here is an area that we focused a lot of energy on. We're going to put a chart up that shows where you are at. Back in 2018, you gave yourself a score of 76%. Now in 2021, you give yourself a score of 96% in your practice of the spiritual life. The consultant we talked with says, drop the mic, Randy, when you say that because this never happens. You guys are awesome in taking your faith serious. I am so, come on, give yourself a hand. That's awesome. Specifically, we ask you, how are we doing at embedding the Bible into everything that we are doing as a church? If you're visiting with us, you need to know this. Back in 2018, you gave us a score of 31. Yay! Back in, now in 2021, you gave us a score of 76. We have put a lot of energy on this over the last couple years. We've made it one of our seven top values. God's word. We live and die by it. I'm going to say it again. You say the tagline. God's word, we live and die by it. Yeah, the word of God is extremely important. Now, let's put up uh, another chart. It talks about um, your spiritual practices in detail. And and, uh, you guys are doing really great. But you need to know, in reflection of Scripture, back in 2018, you were below, you rated yourself below average. Now in 2021, you are above average. In the area of prayer, you heard me talk about this. We were really low in prayer. That doesn't make for a vibrant church. We were really low in prayer. That's what you said back. Specifically, learning how to pray 
to find direction for your life. You said, Randy, we really struggle in knowing how to pray to find direction for our life. So we put a lot of energy into that and you blew past, you went from below average, you blew, blew past average into above average. Now, why does this excite me as one of your pastors? I'll tell you why. In Acts chapter two, the very first church met in a living room. And that group of people, they not only grew tremendously and took hold of everything that Christ made available to them, but they literally changed the world, right? And we know in Acts chapter 2 that of two of the four things they devoted themselves to, two of them were the apostles' teaching and prayer. We know that whenever followers of Jesus devote themselves to the reflection of Scripture on a regular basis and to prayer, it'll catalyze their spiritual growth like nothing else. So way to go, church. We're going to continue to press the pedal to the metal. And all of God's people said, if you don't like the Bible and prayer, you're not going to like Westside. Okay, in the area of virtue, what this means is the characteristics of Christ or the fruit of the Spirit. How are you reflecting the character or the virtue of Christ in your life? We're going to put up a chart of what you said in 2021. And you can see that of these five categories, love, joy, peace, patience, self-control, in four of the five categories, you are above average in becoming like Jesus. The only one you're average in, it's not below average, but I don't do average, is in the category of love. Yikes! That might be a big one. Okay, so like before you like bury yourself in guilt, specifically when we drill down further, what you are saying as it relates to expressing your love to others is that you are struggling a bit on how do you forgive somebody who has deeply hurt you. Yeah, that's a hard thing to do. I mean, I've struggled with that in my own life. And so... This May, I'm going to do a series called How to Really Love Somebody. We're going to dive into the life of David and look at five different relationships he had. And one of them has to do with the subject of forgiveness. So we're going to intentionally head after this so that you might be able to grow in this key virtue of love and forgiveness. All right. Now, mm, faith in action. I got to say this one really quick. I'm already talking like as fast as I possibly can. And, uh, but in faith in action, real quick. It's, it's how you are expressing your faith, okay? How is it in action? We're gonna put up a chart of what you said, and uh, you can see that in the first category of evangelism, sharing your faith with at least six people in a year, we are doing a pretty good job with that. Like to see more, but there are two areas where you ranked yourself below average. In the whole deal, this is the only below average thing we got. Wow, we gotta pay attention to this. It is in serving, serving and it's serving through Westside Family Church and your feelings about how you're doing in serving on your own. We talked to our consultant and said, this doesn't make any sense, right? We provide tremendous opportunity. She said, well, maybe COVID gave people, you know, some issues over this last year. And I go like, yeah, yeah, I think it gave us more opportunity. I'm not going to take a pass. And uh, I'm hearing you say to us, uh, uh, you need to help us in serving. And you know why I know you're saying that? Because at the bottom of that chart, it had your rating on total surrender and you were above average, which means what? Which means that you are ready to surrender your life in service to Jesus, whatever it takes. 
but for whatever reason, we're not hitting the mark, and we've got to be. So we're going to put a lot of emphasis on that for you. Why? Because when you serve others by sharing your faith or just sharing your love that Christ has given you, you not only honor Jesus and help others, but you're helping yourself grow closer to Christ. We've said this over and over again to you that the number one catalyst for spiritual growth, regardless of where you're at, the number one thing that will catalyze you uh, to becoming closer and Christ-centered is Bible engagement with no close second. That's number one. But there is a number two, and that number two is serving. You cannot become like Jesus unless you are serving. And so our goal is to get it to where you have the margin and the passion and the commitment to uh, serve others as a way of life. Now, of the archetypes for us as a church, uh, there is one that is better than where we are at. Uh I'm going to put it back up on the screen again. And it's called Vibrant. Up and to the right, this is my goal for us. How are we going to get there? Only 8% of churches in America ever see the rare air of a vibrant church. Our consultant said, here's the deal. If you're going to get there, your people are self-motivated. But what they're screaming out to you guys as leaders is, we need help with our homework. With our homework. We need you to come alongside of us and walk us. Which makes sense because we have the majority of people overabundance of people in this category. So we have set a vision. We have heard you. If you're taking notes, write this down. We want everyone at Westside to be grounded in the essentials. There's a famous story of um, Vince Lombardi, coach of the Green Bay Packers. They were at a away game that they were expected to win, and they lost. They came uh, back to Lambeau Field, and uh, he didn't even let them get out of their jerseys He turned on the lights and took them down on the cold field in the end zone. And Vince Lombardi gathered them all together. And he took this egg-shaped leather object. And he held it up in the air. And he said to these big football players, Gentlemen, this is a football. Yeah. And that's what we want to do. We have a vision that every single person is grounded in the essentials. So we have identified eight essential classes or experiences for you that we want you to get under your belt over the next couple of years. Here they are. First one is called Starting Point, which is a class for those of you particularly in the exploring category, but really any category where you want to be in a judgment-free zone where you can really get some of these questions that have bothered you answered so you can be free to move on. The second one is called This is a Bible. We want to get it to where you can self-feed on the scriptures by yourself, answering questions, where did the Bible come from? How do we get to 66 books? What's the one story of the Bible? How's the Bible organized? And how do I read it for myself? A basic fundamental, this is a Bible class. The third one is called Get Connected. And many of you see this uh, as a place for newcomers, but it's actually for many of you who have been here a while that need to get greater connected. And inside the Get Connected class is a very important experience called SHAPE, where we do an assessment on you to help you understand better how God has wired you so we can match how you serve people with how God has wired you. That's the next one. The next one is called Think Like Jesus. This is where we're going to cover the eight essential beliefs that not only will you now understand, but be able to articulate. Then Act Like Jesus, the eight 
critical spiritual practices, what they are and how to practice them in your daily life. The next one is be like Jesus. What are the key eight virtues of Jesus? What are they and how do you get them moving in your life? Then we have pray like Jesus. We want to teach you how to pray Jesus styled. And the final one is called the A2 revolution. We want you to go to an experience where you can ultimately make sure that you have a small band of believers who are doing life with you. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you, if you are trying to grow close to Christ, on your own, you will fail. You have to have a small band of believers around you and the A2 revolution will do just that. So here's the deal. Here is the action step uh, for you. We have put together these Westside Essential books and we've had a listing of all the classes which you could do with your A2 group. You could do it online or you could do it on campus, okay? So what I need you to do is I need you to pick up a, a, a booklet that has all the classes and, and the schedule, and here's your action step. <clears throat> Get your essential book and schedule your first class. Now, some of you are like super go-getters. We're not trying to get you to have all eight classes done by the end of February, okay? This is more like a two or maybe even a three-year process, but we have a vision, and there will be very few churches that have this, where every single person who calls West Side home has a foundation in their faith in the essentials. Can I get an Amen. Now, here's the deal. Once you finish a class, uh, you will get a sticker. Yeah? Works for your kids, and it works for you as well. I am super excited. Some of you are like, man, I get a sticker. I haven't got a sticker since Girl Scouts. Man, I'm going after this. And we want you to go after it, okay? Super, super excited. Now, at the end of the day, what does this ultimately look like? Take a look at this. That is our goal. <laughs> if you say yes to entering behind those doors, we will work with you so that you can experience the life that Jesus has made available to you. And all of God's people said, amen. amen. That was so exciting. Now, there's one more thing. Very seldom do this. Uh, every other year, we take the reveal survey, which gives us feedback on where you're at in your spiritual life, and you get feedback as well. And then the opposite year, we do a survey called Church Pulse that actually looks at other areas of your life. The reality is, is that Jesus is concerned with more than just your spiritual life. And this is going to give you feedback and us feedback on where you're at in the five dimensions of human flourishing. Spiritually, relationally in your relationships, vocationally in your work, financially with your finances, and finally with your health, physical, mental, and emotional. And we need enough of you to take the survey so we have feedback on where you're at and can help you in these other areas. And you will also get feedback right now on where you're at. But we have to have enough people to take it. So we've locked the doors. <laughs> yeah. You can take it online as well. Get your phones ready. Get your phones ready. We're going to put a little 
like you do in the restaurant, you know how to do this. Go ahead and take a picture of this, and we're going to invite you. It takes about eight minutes to take this survey. Answer it honestly. We don't get uh, specific information about you specifically. It's de-identified. You will immediately get feedback on where you're at in these five areas, and then we're going to tackle and helping you grow in these areas as well. Okay? Would you please do this for me? I can't help you if you don't help me. Amen? Amen. All right, go after it.